this is Missy Hyatt, The Walking Riot, and I say that you need to save with Conrad. Jim Ross told me, you need to go with Conrad, he'll save you money. And he did. Well, it was a refinance because I owned the house, but I owned the house with my two siblings and I was buying them out. So now they're out of there and I've got the house. And I paid off my Jeep. I got my bathroom redone, the master bath redone, and um, paid off some credit cards. And it was like the cat's pajamas. I just liked it that everybody knew what they were doing. And if I had a question, it was answered. Yeah, you guys helped me out great. And when I refinanced it and paid off everything, and paid off my Jeep, and did my bathroom, and I think my payment was only $8 more a month, I probably saved at least over $30,000. It was exciting. I mean, this is the first house I've ever purchased by myself. They make everything so easy for you and you and you don't have to think about anything and they'll get it all done. Go to Save with Conrad if you want to refi your mortgage or anything with your mortgage. Just go to Save with Conrad. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the 1A of tag team wrestlers, our television champion, and as we learned last time during a game of Would You Rather, oh, Arn, that was such a good time. He would rather wrestle Elegante every night of the week than give Ric Flair his Amex for one night only. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? That's a terrible lead-in, but I guess <laughs> we all have a cross to bear, I guess. Dude, listen, outside of, I think... Uh, I, I heard one person on YouTube wasn't a fan, but the majority loved the Would You Rather. I saw great feedback on that. We're going to bring it back, man, for the next Ask Arm. We're going to have our fans weigh in and give us some Would You Rathers for Arn the next time we do this. But, man, I had a, I had a blast doing that with you, and so that's, that's coming back, my friend. You're not going to escape that. I have an idea that I'm stuck with that one for a while. <laughs> you love hypotheticals, so I do, I do, I do, yeah. It's it's interesting. It makes me think, so that's a good thing. Then we're going to make them as fun as possible, and we're going to put the burden on our audience to do some of that the next time around when we get there. Uh, so, hey, we had a blast, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Speaking of that, Arn, I want to say I hope you enjoyed a few nice days of vacation in Pensacola, Florida with your wife and Brock. Did you enjoy some downtime? I certainly did. Uh, it's a pretty hefty drive down there, but again, that's time that I get to spend with them that has been missed in the past. And I, you know, I know I'll bring it up. Probably people are sick of hearing about it, but you know, it's as simple as just being in the car together and, and talking and, uh, 
you know, it's a big deal for me, and I'm, I really enjoyed our trip down there. F- typical Florida weather, a few mm. showers in the morning and gorgeous later during the day. And uh, we needed it. It was relaxing, and we had a really good time. You've said it before, man. You're all one of your all-time top favorite places in all of the U.S. to visit and be. And and when I when you and I were talking and corresponding, and you said, "Man, we're down here on vacation," I was just it, I was just so happy for you guys. Nobody deserves it more than you and your family. So I'm glad you had a great time. Yeah, we stayed at uh, Portofino, which is a beautiful five tower condo complex, and it's isolated. It's on down the beach, away from everything. So it's like a your own little community and uh just just really awesome man that's so so good to hear as soon as you and you were telling me about it and i googled it and uh man it looks beautiful the ocean views out the condos look fantastic uh man just just something to check out so i'm i might i might take advantage of that place someday if you don't you'll wish you had there you go. Well, listen, before we jump in, we're returning back to our coverage of your month-by-month trek for your career. And this uh, week, we're talking September 1992. Some of our listeners have reached out and asked for an update on the graphic novel, Arn Anderson, My Life as Wrestling's Enforcer. And listen, we're ever so closer to that release of the book. And I wanted to announce here this week, it's now available for pre-sale at Amazon.com. We heard from Dirk Manning this past week. You and I did. And the link is out there. Our social, uh, I can say it, our social media guy, uh, Marcus, is going to be putting that out there across all Arn's socials. So stay on the lookout for that pre-order link if you haven't been able to order it yet. Check it out. Available via Amazon. Uh, You're going to want to find it. I can't wait to get my copy. It's coming soon. Also, Marcus is going to put out on social a link to YouTube, which has a really cool trailer for the book. Uh, But, man, uh, it's just around the corner, uh, and I'm really excited to get that in my hands, brother. You know what? So am I. It's uh, the anticipation of of how it's going to shake out. You know, again, the thing I like about... Our podcast is in chronological order. We're reliving my life. So we'll get to put that comic book down in a lot of areas. We will relive my life. So, you know, it makes me think, makes me remember things I didn't remember. So look forward to it. And you've said here before on the podcast too, Warren, there's some stuff that uh, people haven't heard before. And that's some of the detail that I'm looking forward to see. So guys, check it out. Pay attention to Arn Social. And uh, and if you haven't been able to order yet, you will be able to via Amazon. Uh, two more things, and then we'll move right into the show this week. And that is, Arn, you let me know that you're going to be around some places here soon. One of which is upcoming July 6th through the 8th. So as this drops on the main feed here on the 1st, uh, this coming, I guess, weekend, uh, if you will, you're going to be at Fanboy Comic Con. You and Brock in Knoxville, Tennessee. Talk about that a little bit. You know, Knoxville's a great town. Anybody's been there. It's just friendly people. You know, it's a great sports city. And they really, you know, I've been to one or two of these in the past, the fanboy Knoxville. Man, it's just a main event show. It really is. The talent is top shelf. It's just uh, a lot of cool things to do. It's uh, right downtown where there's, Things, you know, for the if you bring your family with you, if you're talent, there's things for them to do. And uh, it's just I'm looking forward to it. It's a really big show and it's uh, really well done. So 
once again, it's an opportunity to, to see a lot of people and thank a lot of people and, and continue to thank them for everything that they've given me back. You know, they say the most common term is, where's Oli? And, uh, you know, thanks for my childhood. You were a big part of my mm. childhood. And uh, how those two subjects fit in the same sentence, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it gives me a chance to thank them just as well. Buddy, because when they when you talk about childhood, it was you and Oli. That's where it started for us as kids. So, yep. I uh, so it's six, seven, eight. You're going to be there all three days coming off of July Fourth, huh? Yes, sir. All right, most nice. of the day. So, come on down there and see me if you get a chance. There you guys. There you go, guys. Listen. Also, please enjoy your Independence Day while we're talking about it. Uh, again, uh, the celebration of, of our country, and so uh, we hope you all stay safe. Enjoy some fireworks if that's your thing, and some time with the family. Any picnicking that goes on, uh, I'm going to get out of town here for the weekend to visit some family that I don't get to see often. Uh, cherish those moments, all right, and uh, enjoy yourselves around the holiday. Uh, our next appearance I wanted to plug and promote is Raleigh, North Carolina. The end of the month, July 20th. 28th through 30th, you're going to be out GalaxyCon, and you said that's going to be a big one. That's going to be huge. I think it's getting close to selling a whole, whole bunch of tickets, and uh, that's just a bustling area. If you've been to Raleigh lately, they're really growing with all the technology and all the stuff there, and it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a really big event, and uh, we can't, can't wait to be at that one either, so... Same thing, just a different city, but two of the better ones, I think, in the country. Guys, you know I'm a huge fan of Arn, and I know you are too, listening to the show week in, week out. If you have the chance to do so, take the advantage, take full opportunity and take advantage of the opportunity to meet him, say hi, shake his hand. He loves interacting with all of you, and I know, uh, man, it just makes his day, and it's going to make your day. Arn's special. Before I ever got to know Arn in this capacity, uh, I met Arn out at these meet and greets, and it was one of the best you know, times that I've had meeting someone one friendly and uh so take advantage of these opportunities to go out and shake arn's hand get his autograph and uh tell him what he meant to you in your childhood uh so arn if you're ready we're going to talk a little bit more about those days you ready to do this this week well stive on in now all right, here we go. Last week, buddy, we took a break, as I said at the top of the show, uh, and did that Ask Arn. We received tons of questions from your fans, and the team got uh, got to have a lot of fun with that Would You Rather. And uh, listen, if you want to be a part of that again in the future, want to ask Arn questions, take advantage of it. Just use that hashtag, Ask Arn, and we're going to make sure we do our best to capture as many as we can. But today, we're going to pick up the story of September 1992. We're going back, and like much of the summer, it appears that the creative team, Arn, is once again trying to figure out what they want to do with you and Bobby. They can't figure it out through this era. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about Clash of the Champions 20, and that takes place September the 2nd, Arn. And uh, this was a big one, dude, because it was built all around the celebration of 20 years of wrestling on TBS. And uh, it was recorded at center stage. It was in front of 500 fans. And the show opens with none other than Gordon Soley, the voice of your childhood. And he's speaking to Andre the Giant. 
And uh, man, they had a lot of clips of some highlights of wrestling over the 20 years. They had clips of Bill Watts and Dusty, King Kong Bundy, the spoiler, and then the nature boy, of course. And then all of a sudden we see WCW champ Ron Simmons arrive with his wife and the WCW executives are followed in on for this presentation. Bill Watts, Hank Aaron arrive together, mm. which is interesting as we look back now. You have Bill Shaw, Bob Dew, Jim Barnett, and even Bruno San Martino is in attendance for this show. Uh, but before we get to the actual events of this clash, Arn, WCW obviously has a lot invested in this show uh, because of this big deal, this focus on TBS in 20 years and, and the two decades. And the Clash, man, it was always a major event. I love the Clash of Champions. The music, the belts with the lightning bolts, that opening introduction, just such a fond memory for me. But again, you're at center stage, a major event, 500 fans in attendance. What did you think about all this? Do you remember? Let's start here. Do you remember this event, Arn, and, and the whole theatrics, the production of it? As we watch the clips, I'm sure I will remember it more so. Um, 500 people doesn't sound like a lot, but when you jam them in that small studio, it was running over. Yeah. And, and you know, enthusiastic as they could possibly be. A uh, lot of dignitaries. It was a big deal. 20 years of, you know, on the same station, same product. That's a pretty good run, I would say. No, I totally agree, man. It, I love the way they incorporated the history uh, of any time that nostalgia and you can tap into the respect of those that went before you and remembering that, man. It's just, it's all the feels. We have a, a question that came in from one of our listeners this week. This is the first question of the week, Arn. It's from Josh Harveth, and he says, at Clash 20, did Turner executives really throw a black tie party to celebrate 20 years of wrestling at TBS? And if so, were the boys able to put, uh, partake? And what was, was Arn's thoughts on Andre's appearance on the show? So Arn, first, did they have a whole black tie party and all that? And were you a part of it that you well, can recall? It, it, not so much because it was mostly for office personnel and I was not there yet. But everyone was decked out and dressed up out backstage and it, and it was a big deal, you know. Not, none other than a big deal than seeing uh, Andre the Giant be a part of it. How cool was it to see him there? Well, it's always an honor to be in the room with, with the giant because you got to understand what he contributed to the business and at what personal peril, just trying to get in a seat, you know, in a rental car, trying to get in a seat on an airplane, you know, all the things traveling and, and, and all the issues that, you know, went with that. Life was not easy for Andre, and he was a bona fide giant. And the fact that he worked so hard and always had a smile on his face, and especially before his back got bad, he was always pleasant to be around. And I can only imagine after his back started ailing him how difficult it was. And, yeah, just to see him walk by and you're sitting there going, my God, he is really a giant. And you look around and there goes Hank Aaron, and you go, my God, that's Hank Aaron. It's just you know, if you're a sports fan, you've got to understand what being Hank Aaron means to baseball. Yeah. It's big time. And, too, as a fan, like at my age at this point, I'm always thinking Andre WWF and Andre. That, so then they do a nice job of showing, no, Andre also wrestled in territory, was a part of TBS wrestling here and there. And so it was a huge, a huge get, if you will, to have Andre show up and be a part of that. So 
really great to see him a part of it. Uh, so listen, as I mentioned when we talked at the beginning, your and Bobby's creative, again, would be reset. This time it's Clash of the Champions, and then our first clip of the week, we have a promo with you, Bobby, and none other than Michael PSAs. And in addition to the pre-match interview, we have the match where you and Bobby would take on Dick Slater and Greg Valentine. And this clip goes about eight minutes total so hang in there with us we're going to watch it together and then i have some questions about what we uh, are going to watch here and here we go it's clash of the champions 20 september 2nd 1992 this is a great time to remind you if you're not a subscriber to our youtube youtube channel jump in subscribe we're looking to grow our subscription rate over there and you too can watch these videos along with us here we go on clip one this week from the clash let's take a look Well, I'm back, and it's my pleasure indeed to be standing here with, I'll refer to them as the former World Tag Team Champions, but that could change very quickly. Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby, because standing with them is one Michael P.S. Hayes, and nobody knows more about Terry Bam Bam Gordy than this man, Michael. Jesse, 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 you know you're so right, but there's a man standing in the ring right now with a broken arm named Larry Zabisco that knows full well the potential of these two men. But I've been co-hosting the WCW main event on Sundays with Jim Ross. Well, actually, it's my show. I let him talk a little. Everybody wants to know what I'm up to. Everybody wants to know what I'm doing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, get your ear near the tomb, because Michael P.S. gonna tell you what's brand spanking new. What you have here is a compilation of the best three tag teams that ruled the 1980s, being the Midnight Express, the Four Horsemen, and the Fabulous Freebirds, and now we are the best of the best. Back up to you, Gary Michael Kopetsky. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest on the Clash of the Champions tag team action set for one fall. Introducing first in the ring, accompanied by Larry the Cruncher Zabisco, first from Seattle, Washington, weighing 251 pounds, Greg the Hammer Valentine. His tag team partner from Tampa, Florida, 239 pounds, Dirty Dick Slater. And their opponents, accompanied by fabulous Freebird, Michael P.S. Hayes. First from Minnesota, weighing 250 pounds, the enforcer, Arn Anderson. His tag team partner from Huntsville, Alabama, 235 pounds, beautiful Bobby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that this should be a very interesting tag team event. Two teams that are not extremely popular with most fans, and it's Arn Anderson and Greg the Hammer Valentine starting it out here. And what you also have here, Jim Ross, is two very much veteran teams. There's not much these two teams haven't seen or done in the world of wrestling. Beautiful Bobby with a cheap shot from the outside. And look at Eaton and Anderson, double teaming. Greg the Hammer Valentine, Dirty Dick Slater is in. With those tape right hands, Hammers Anderson outside. Elbow, beautiful Bobby. And Anderson and Eaton must regroup with Michael P.S. Hayes. Well, you know, Anderson and Eaton kind of asked for it because beautiful Bobby came into the ring and started a two-on-one. Dirty Dick Slater ain't going to let you get away with that. Slater then from behind nails Arn Anderson. 
Oh, this one is, is wild and crazy. Right here at the outset. Beautiful body backhand. Those right hands finding their mark. Valentine stomps away at Anderson. This one is rather chaotic. I'll tell you, I don't envy the referee. And if, if you could make a case for having two referees, this might be the bout that it would work the best in. Remember, fans, we want your vote on the off-the-top rope rule. Would you like it rescinded or not? It's on the wrestling hotline, and we'll tabulate your votes before we go off the air. Big top there by Greg the Hammer Valentine. There's the number, 1-900-909-9900. Expanded hotline coverage until late, late tonight as Slater hammers away a beautiful Bobby. Boy, all four of the wrestlers in this matchup, time-honored champions of tag team wrestling. And there you saw beautiful Bobby drop his head, the veteran Dick Slater dropping an elbow on him, a reverse neck breaker. And I'll tell you what, these two teams ain't gonna fool each other very much. Side rushing leg sweep, nicely done by Dirty Dick Slater. Beautiful Bobby, as you heard, formerly the Midnight Express. As Slater tried to use the ropes for additional leverage. Good officiating there by Mike Atkins. You know what I love about this bout, Jim Ross? You're going to see two teams here who are not afraid to bend and break rules. They're going to do whatever it takes to get in the win column. As you just saw Dick Slater trying to put his feet up on the ropes, you've seen beautiful Bobby and Arn use illegal double teams. Anything's going to go in this. It's who's going to win it. Anderson and Eaton double teaming. Slater here in the corner, and they ram him into the turnbuckle. Well, I'll tell you something. Hayes may be talking about wrestling Gordy and Williams, but they've got the Steiners to contend with. There's no doubt about that. The Steiners will have something to say about who the number one contenders for the World Tag Team titles will be. I'll tell you, as far as I'm concerned, it's a four-team race because you can't disqualify Valentine and Slater. That's exactly right. You got four teams, including the champions, Williams and Gordy. You got a four-team race for the World Tag Team titles here in World Championship Wrestling. Slater with a headbutt. Staggers Arn Anderson. Slater makes the exchange with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Valentine's father, legendary Johnny Valentine. I'm sure watching on in Dallas, Texas. One of the great stops for WCW in the very near future. Front face lock by the hammer. The master of the figure four leg lock. Has Anderson up. There's a suplex. High impact move. Hooks the leg and Anderson able to kick out at two. Beautiful Bobby from the outside. Man, when you get near either corner, you know you're gonna get hammered, literally. Well, that's an important part of this matchup. Who can cut off the ring and who can do the dirtiest double teams in the corner? And right now, Aaron Anderson and beautiful Bobby seem to have a little bit of advantage in cutting the ring off here as beautiful Bobby drives the knee into Greg the Hammer Valentine. Hammerlock and takes him down to the mat. Good move by beautiful Bobby. Grounding Greg the Hammer Valentine. Trying to go for the half Nelson, but Valentine took the arm away. Eaton makes a tag to Aaron Anderson. And Anderson is now in. Anderson left. Chilling forearm from the left side. But Valentine comes back. Oh, with a big chop there. And another chop. You can hear it echoing here at center stage in Atlanta, Georgia. And now it's Arn Anderson caught in the wrong corners. Dirty Dick Slater comes down on the apron, hooks him, and lets ha the hammer Valentine do some damage with those big hammer forearms of his. Both these veteran teams are tagging in and out very, very regularly. And that is a mark, as we have said many times, of a great tag team. Make the exchange, keep your opponent off balance, as Slater brings Arn Anderson out, and they crack his leg right across the apron of the ring. Beautiful ball! Oh, what a right hand! Oh, 
figure four. Valentine's got the figure four on Anderson. But beautiful Bobby dropped the elbow right in Hammer's face. I'll tell you, beautiful Bobby did some damage both outside the ring and inside the ring. Outside on Dick Slater, inside on the Hammer Valentine. Spinebuster slam. He lost the leg. Slater's in, interrupt the count, and beautiful Bobby's in. All four men now. This one is getting out of hand. Beautiful Bobby thrown outside. Anderson in big trouble. And look at the referee stopping Dick Slater. There it is, Arn. So I got a few things. <laughs> Go ahead. What are you thinking? Poor Larry. <laughs> He's got the cast on. He misses the, the you. He hits the other guy. He's, he can't get it right, Arn. He is going through a period of stepping in bear traps every time he tries to go somewhere. <laughs> Bless his heart. Oh, man. Good old Larry. Well, I, let, let me just say this before you get into your commentary, sure. which I know is going to be superb. The <laughs> one the, the fact that you didn't have a fan favorite in that match is going to affect your reaction. But as far as pacing and just a, a good good fight, that was a pretty damn good fight, I think. And, and you know, I was going to talk to you about that because it showcased four very good heels. And even JR says on commentary, neither team's very well liked by our fans. That's an understatement. So... You know, they even acknowledge it on commentary, Arn. You have two heel teams, even though Larry is in the corner for Slater and Valentine. But uh, you guys went back and forth. Neither really had a, a huge advantage over the other. And then Larry throws the old cast in there. And, uh, man, Bobby hitting the Alabama jam. That was a lot of fun. Well, you know, Greg Valentine's a veteran. He's, uh, you know, been a tremendous talent for a long, long time, second generation. Dick Slater was my hero, which yes. you know, is, is no... Well-established so, here on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's been talked about many, many times. So I was honored to be in the ring with those two guys. And Bobby Eaton, as you saw, that one little flurry on the floor and in the ring, just what he's capable of. He's so talented. You know, he's just so good. You you forget how good he is because he's so effortless. And, uh, yeah. You know, and... Uh, it was just a, just a hell of a damn Donnybrook, as Jr. would say. And, and that's what's so enjoyable about doing this with you, Arn, is that we get to go back and see Bobby Eaton and relive just how good he was. You know, I mean, you have your your memories, but there's nothing like watching it again. I will donate a portion of every every show to Bobby Eaton all day long. He was so good and. You just forget how good he was till you see it, like you said, and it's just like, my God, there were guys in this era that were just some of the best of all time. Mm. No doubt about it. I want to uh, talk a little bit about Michael P.S. Hayes, pal, because now they've inserted him into the managerial role for you and Bobby. And then he brings up the fact that, you know, you had three of the best tag teams represented from the 80s. He says the Freebirds, the Midnights, the Horsemen. And uh, the three best teams of the 80s. Um, what do you think about that? 
I didn't think about it till he said it. I was looking at it because <laughs> I know it was such a short-lived deal. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're they're just throwing out random cards. You know, weekly we're changing this look and that look and this and that and the other. And I thought, well, God, this is really odd. Until he said that, and he was a hundred percent correct. It was re- representation of three of the best teams of all time. So. And I think that could have worked if they would have truly dedicated time and energy to that story, right? And I think that's where we run into some of the problems here because it gets clunky. And, uh, you know, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more as we continue to go through this Let, this me, let me just be in a, a Monday morning quarterback, if I might. And when we go back and we see these old tapes, we all become geniuses and we'll go, that's just what I would have done or that what I would have done. Just as a, hmm, what if? What if you paid it off with Michael actually grabbing Larry's cast and using it himself to whack somebody in the head behind the referee? Not Larry doing it. Michael kick him in the guts, grab that cast, hit a guy in the head, down he goes, one, two, three. Now, Michael did the screw job. It has a lot more meaning. Mm. This is and this is why I enjoy watching this stuff with you, just to hear a different perspective and how that could have changed, like you said, the entire meaning of the presentation of what we have here. Uh, Nick Lenz, he wants to know, he's a faithful listener of the show, what you thought about Michael and his being in WCW at this time. What were your impressions of the man from Bad Street, Arn? Uh, were you having fun working with Michael that you can recall at this point? Well, Michael's very flamboyant. He's when he's backstage, you know he's backstage, and he's very talented. And uh, he was kind of at that point in his career between gimmicks. You know what I mean? There was where was Buddy, where was Bam Bam, and it's just you know Michael by himself. But I mean, he very talented guy, and you know great talker. He certainly was, Jeff. I bought my son a $20 replica wrestling belt for his seventh birthday, Fisher asked. Yes, that's his full name on his uh, Patreon profile. (laughs) Would Michael Hayes have been effective as the talker manager for Terry Gordy and Dr. Death at this time? So you had Terry and and, and Dr. Death. They're the champs, Arn, at this point that everybody's chasing. Would he have been, uh, Jeff wants to know, would he have been effective as their talker manager? Great idea. Yeah. I agree. I concur. I think you put it in the form of a question, but I think it was a statement. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot more history there with him and Bam Bam and put him with Doc. Now you got a really formidable threesome. It's uh, it's crazy to think about now how Michael has gone on to be in such, you know, longtime standing with WWE, a trusted member of Vince McMahon's inner circle. Did you know how creative he was at this time in his career, or is that just something that hadn't been showcased yet? No, I mean, I had an idea. What I didn't, you know, if I hadn't been directly involved with matches with him that much, it was, you know, I knew that guys had a reputation. If, if somebody that you trusted that was a veteran that had drawn money said, the guy's got a good mind for the business, you took it on face value. And Michael would have been one of those guys. I mean... When he was in Texas, those guys were on fire. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, it's been something to see, man, but uh, it's he has. He has been a well-established 
uh, permanent member of, of, of that team there in WWE. So, so good for him. And, and just goes to show it's not necessarily who's the biggest star on your TV that has the best mind for the business. That's, that's 100% correct. Brad Stanton wants to know what Greg Valentine was like to work with. He's the only familiar uh, with Greg the Hammer Valentine from his WWF days. Uh, very solid. You knew what you got. Greg, would when he chopped you, he would chop you. When he hit you with one of those hammers across the back, he'd hit you. But he was, you know, a veteran, second generation. Johnny Valentine was regarded as one of the top heels of all time, I would think. And Greg, you know, took on that legacy about not being able to see through his stuff. You know, I enjoyed working with Greg. Was Greg as quiet as he appeared on screen? Was he that quiet back? Okay, behind the scenes yeah. still? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You'd, you wouldn't even know he was in the room and if he didn't say something. Yeah. Well, Arn, in the last clip, Larry was swinging for the fences with that gimmick just looking to knock your head off. And then, if it's been too long since you've taken a swing at your partner that ended in a knockout, you don't need Larry's cast to get the job done. Hell no. You need to look no further than our friends and sponsors at Blue Chill. Summer temperatures aren't the only thing on the rise, Arn. And forget about a plaster cast. Blue Chew will make your gimmick so hard you could jackhammer concrete with that thing. Isn't that right, Arn? Well, and if you watch that last clip, there was no mats on the concrete, so there were no mats, pal. It was it was hard times, brother. And uh, Larry Larry was bringing Larry was bringing it with that with that cast. Um, and Blue Chew is is the answer, guys. It just makes for a more friendly relationship all the way around. Guys, listen, he's right. Arn knows what he's talking about. He's the enforcer, and they are an online prescription service. We've talked about it here on the show before. It's funny, Arn, the DMs that I get from people saying, hey, man, I enjoy the Blue Chew spots. And uh, and I give a lot of credit to the research guy because he, I think, has a – he is a sick fetish for putting these commercials together for us. Oh, uh, he's right. got a sick fetish. <laughs> he's got a sick fetish. <laughs> nice try, Bromwell. Is that what you're Why? saying? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> really? Oh, man. I'm trying to fade the heat, Arn. They call it fading the heat. You see what I'm doing here? When your eyes light up, there's no mm. fading the heat. Oh, man. Listen, Blue Chew is where it's at. Check him out. Go to BlueChew.com. No awkward conversations. You don't have to go to a doctor's office and shamefully look, make eye contact with your doctor and say, hey, I'm having some problems. Nope. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It just ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's simple. You go to BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and boom, once you're approved, bang, bang. Oh, yeah, it's happening. You'll get your prescription within days, and it's all done done online and if you don't want to swallow pills no big deal they're chewable and uh listen we know there's issues whether it's in your head or maybe it's a health issue whether anxiety it happens maybe you just want to be extra impressive with that significant someone blue chew is your go-to how do you like that blue chew is your go-to come or on maybe maybe you just like walking around with a boner yeah know? Be a conversation conversation piece, you know. Yeah, that's a Who hell cares of a cares for the reason. Maybe you just need to hang your hat on something and don't have a hat rack around, you know. There's a thousand reasons to do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, check it out. BlueChew.com. You can try it for free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code ARN. There's three magical letters to receive your first month free. Go to BlueChew right now for more details and safety info. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Well, our moving on from this show, there was a notable event that takes place at the Sportatorium in Dallas, Texas on September 5th. And uh, I can't wait to get uh, hear your thoughts on this one. This show had 2,350 people in attendance. And of note, Cowboy Bill Watts mandated that if Jim Crockett showed up to the event, he would have to pay for a ticket and his ticket would not be comped. So there's that. And undoubtedly, while the match between you and Bobby and the Steiners had to be action-packed, the takeaway from that night was that there was a man in the crowd, Arn, who had been watching wrestling in the arena for the past 30 years, and he attempts to shoot Jake Roberts. This leads us to Brian Harems's question. Now, Brian is the one who has that history at WCW book and is kind of reading through as we go here. He said, on the September 5th show in Dallas, an elderly fan attempts to shoot Jake Roberts at the show. Does Arn remember this incident? Also, are there incidents like this that Arn remembers either hearing about or per- personally witnessing during his career? I'm trying to put it in my head. If we had already wrestled when this occurred, the gunshot, I would like to say that... And he attempted I, to. I don't know if it happened, but he attempted to. Yeah. Did he ever get a shot off or just brandishing the gun do we know that yeah all it says is that it was an attempt and uh so i don't i mean obviously jake didn't you know if he would have gotten shot it would have been news everywhere but uh he attempted to do it and uh i guess they were able to squash this this older gentleman but he'd been watching wrestling there for 30 years and this is this is when he decides to break the gun out why do you think he stayed 30 years apparently it was something he felt strongly about yeah you know what I mean? And, and I remember hearing something about it. I want to say I heard Jake telling the story. Okay. Uh, but if I had not wrestled yet and I've heard a guy's out there with a gun, I would have been a little bit on my tiptoes, I think. You know what I mean? But you, And you know what? You've talked about it before, the night that it all went down in Greensboro with Dusty in the cage and, you know, just fans coming at you. And, the, om- and just, the Omni. Oh, the Omni. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah, and how ever, that experience was crazy. Let me tell you something. Number one, there's some tough fans out there. Make no mistake, before you lock up with a fan, there's some tough fans out there. Uh, there's some people that get really overblown and, and wired up watching wrestling. They get consumed by it. And a lot of people don't like the bad guys, and a lot of people don't like the good guys. And... Uh, Getting attacked in those days, depending on what the security was, if you look at at some of those uh, live events, there was nothing but a single rope about eight feet wide running down the length of the entryway. Scary, man. That's the only thing to keep you apart. 
Hey, and Ole got stabbed, right? Ole got stabbed. I got cut and uh, myself. And when I was working for Continental, a guy reached over, cut me in the back. Thank God it wasn't real, real deep. Just one of those type, type things laid me open pretty good. And uh, it happened more than just occasionally. Guys, let's put away the blades. Let's leave the guns at home. What are we doing? And you know what? Honestly, too, it's just not. There's also something to be said for mental health. Are we all, you know what I mean? Now it's more of a conversation nowadays. But who knows if, if, if everyone's healthy in that regard either. It's just, it's, that's, it's just scary stuff when you hear stories like this. Well, the thing is, once, once they react and they do whatever they're going to do, whether it's throw a battery and hit you in the head, throw a liquor bottle and hit you in the head, reach across, cut you in the back, cut you in the front like Ole, laid him wide open, you can't take it back. Mm. You know, it's over, it's done, and it, we're just lucky that we haven't lost a person or two under those sure. circumstances. Yeah, no. Crazy. Well, hey, Arn, moving on from the Sportatorium, you and Bobby had business to handle. And on the September 5th episode of WCW Saturday Night, the two of you officially become the number one contenders. We heard JR and Jesse talking about the number one contenders for the tag team championships. But you guys are going to defeat the Steiner brothers here. And we have the conclusion of this one. Always fun to watch you in the ring with Rick and Scott. Here we go. This is September 5th. Your eyes just lit up like not fun for you, not me, Bromwell. Here we go. September 5th. 5th, 1992. Let's check it out. And Scotty Steiner is showing that same type of intestinal fortitude and desire because a lesser athlete, I think, would have given it up by now. Hey, good move there. Counter move. Scotty basically trying to wrestle with one arm. Got kicked right in the head by Anderson. Anderson saw that the kid was trying to gain the advantage. And now in for a cheaper, a couple of cheap shots. Kicks right to the chest. Hayes brings a great deal of confidence and more importantly, knowledge to this team. And that specific knowledge about Terry Gordy has been well, well documented. Good move by Scotty Steiner. And Scotty, what's he gonna do here? He's gonna pick him up. He's got him up with one arm. Oh, what a display by Scotty Steiner. Hustling essentially with one arm. And the tag has been made. And Scotty catches Anderson coming in with a kick. And makes the tag. He made the tag. Rick Steiner in. Hammers away at Anderson. Up in the lights. What a back body drop. And then a right hand. Scotty. Staying in there. Power slam by Rick Steiner and Arn Anderson. The referee's got to get Scotty out. His brother's a legal man. He got, oh, he got thrown over the top. That should have been a disqualification, but the referee did not see that one. There's Scotty coming out to save his brother from Hayes, and he nails Michael Hayes. That's crap. Hayes getting hammered by Scotty Steiner. Anderson, Anderson and he's both up on top. But he's the legal man. He's the legal man with the Alabama jam. The referee did not see it. He's got the Alabama jam. Anderson's got the leg hook, and they're going to win it. The winners of the match, the team of R. 
situation here. There you see him. Hook it up. What a situation here, ladies and gentlemen. New number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championship. And what a matchup it will be with Dr. Steve Williams and your friend, a man that's like a brother to you, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. You know something, Jim Ross? They say that you're only as good as your word. Well, I guess I'm looking real great about this time because everything that I gave you and these idiots my word on has come true so far. They are now the number one contenders and they didn't beat a nobody. They beat the best team in the world championship wrestling record books and they beat them on national TV. Now, we came this close to getting the money too, didn't we, Gordy and Doc? Gordy and Doc. Weren't those such sweet years, Bam Bam? Weren't they great? You think about this. We are coming after those belts. I give you my word, we're gonna take those belts. And I ain't forgot nothing that I taught you. I taught you everything, Terry Gordy. And that idiot, Steve Williams, I'm gonna teach him a thing or two because this is the best combination of the best three tag teams of the 80s. And now, we rule the 90s. The only downside about Michael Hayes being part of the group is I haven't heard you cut a promo yet. <laughs> What's going on? Well, that's probably a negative there. Oh. I got plenty to talk about. Certainly that night I would have had plenty to talk about, but if you don't have the manager do... That's what managers true. do, then he's What's a the waste. Yeah. yeah. So, I, uh, dude, you took a couple big backdrops. Not only the two, you know, you took a suplex, a huge backdrop, and then the slam off the top because you couldn't help yourself. You had to go to the top rope. We always have fun with that. Is your back still feeling it from those days? Because, my God, you were in the lights that night, my friend. Um, hit and miss. My low back has actually taken first place over my neck and when it goes out it's it's never for something that we would expect but it if you've ever had low back trouble ask anybody out there it doesn't matter who they are or what their reason for having low back trouble but when you when your low back your sacroiliac is out mm. and your leg is going numb it is one of the most miserable injuries you could possibly have and it's it's not a chronic thing it, Knock on wood, I haven't had it flare up on me in probably oh, four or five months. Good. So I'm on a roll. I think that's the other thing you notice, too, is how much of a beating physically you took throughout the years as we go through your career, you know? Yeah, and just those bumps are, you know, they're not anything if you gauge them on a scale today on the spectacular and the reckless and the dangerous things that you see on, on different shows. 
But, buddy, just that was enough to beat you up. It'll show up in later years, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Listen, what did you think of that creative finish? Because that was something different that we're not used to seeing, the way that you came off the top, but Eaton was the legal man, did the Alabama jam, then you roll over and pin. Did you like that? Simultaneous, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. execution was awesome. That's when you got a guy like Bobby Eaton can pop up there and do the stuff he can do off the top. Opens up a lot of avenues. Well, buddy, listen, you're on a collision course now, you and Bobby with Doc and Gordy, and the following week, September 12th episode of World Championship Wrestling, uh, you guys would defeat an enhancement team, uh, and this match here, Arn, is more of a storytelling device. You guys were confronted by Rick Steiner after the match, and uh, we're going to check it out. We have four total clips this week. This is clip three. This is September 12th, 1992. The dog-faced gremlin, they want you guys, they want you badly. Well, they can want all they want. It's an old story. It's over with. We beat them last week, and we took the number one contender spot. The story now is Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death back from Japan, and I know his flaw. He knows I know his flaw, and I promise you, they know it now. I'm speaking of Bobby and Arn. Arn Anderson, shades out of the Minnesota wrecking crew. So much tag team heritage when you get these two guys together. And I, the people I talked to, I, everywhere I went last week, well, I covered the, the Falcons game with the New York Yes, Jets. They were all talking about the Steiners losing to Anderson Neat. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't upset in some people's eyes. I called it, I said it was gonna happen. These two guys are the greatest tag team wrestlers. Steiners are no lightweights. They've got the best record ever in WCW, but they're not the number one contenders, it's over. Terry, it's you now, it's you and Doc. Great tag team work here by Anderson and Eaton tagging in and out. Looks like they're going for submission. They're working on the arm of the young man. This is a very sadistic team. Man, that that is a brutal maneuver. He's got that wide base. He's got it wrenched in. And the kid says, I quit. I quit. It's over. (laughs) Yet another submission victory for the number one contenders for the world tag team titles. Fans, this is our Jolly Rancher Colossal Crunch instant replay. Jolly Rancher Candies, the great taste of fruit, squared. All right, Michael, a submission victory. Obviously, your sight's set on Williams and Gordy, but you better not forget about the Steiner brothers. The Steiners can forget it. It's over. We beat you last week. Enough said. Terry, bam, bam, Gordy. What? Hey, let me see. What do you got to take on you guys to be for world tag titles? I can be you, I can be you, I can be you, and I know I can be you. Let's do it right now. Well, he's made a challenge, gentlemen. Is Hayes going to fight Rick Steiner? Rick Steiner without his brother. He came out, he wants to take either one or another, Scotty Steiner. The Steiner brothers are ready. Fans, we're out of time. We'll see you tomorrow on the main event. All right, so... Quick thing here, Arn. You guys had just beaten the Steiners to go on to Doc and Gordy. The whole match is spent talking about Doc and Gordy. But then all of a sudden, the creative for this one is let's reintroduce or bring back in the Steiners and close the show that way. Do you think this is confusing or are you, are you okay with this? I'd like to song Doc and Gordy. Yeah. That's chronological order. With, That's don't right. you move, move past the Steiners to, I mean, you've. You have jumped across that log or whatever you want to say about it. It's time to move on, I think. Felt a little bit out of place. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Arn, let's face it, there's no way that your body was performing at peak performance back in your heyday. Today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1. Arn, just one scoop and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk. And better yet, you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you. And it's received 7,000 plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com forward slash ARN. Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash ARN to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. David Crockett and Conrad go day by day through June of 1985 in Jim Crockett Promotions on the latest episode of The Book. The month that the grandson of a plumber arrived. June 30th, Cody Rhodes is going to be born. I mean, his dad wow. is, is, is wrestling with Tully Blanchard in Los Angeles. And Dusty's got to hurry home and rush out of there and get home to Charlotte to see his wife, Michelle, give birth to the American nightmare. It's a special day in Jim Crockett promotions history. Jake the Snake Roberts chatted live with Ad Free Shows members about his Hall of Fame career and a story about Ron Garvin you won't soon forget. You know, everybody's got a tell, you know, so you know if they do that, then here, here comes his comeback. You know what Ronnie Garvin's tail was? His nipples would get hard. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, man. His nipples would get rock hard. When his nipples got rock hard, man, he was coming to his feet and he's going to beat your ass. Just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from. Four. See for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way and uh, just not really sure here. But, hey, here we go. Back to the Steiners and building off of what we just saw, Arn, WCW decided they're going to have you and Bobby take on the Steiners again the following week. And uh, this is our final clip of the week. It's September 19th episode. It's Arn and Bobby once again against uh, the Steiners. Let's take a look. Oh, 
suplex. Countering. Anderson's a headlock, and Anderson makes a tag to beautiful Bobby. Eden comes in to take advantage of Scott Steiner's battered state here. Armbar takedown. They're trying to rip that arm. We have seen this tactic before. This is a very, very sound team. And with Michael Hayes at ringside, when they next meet Williams and Gordy for the world title, I think it's going to be a tremendous contest. And I do believe that Hayes can make the difference when those two teams meet for the gold. But the Steiner brothers fighting to get right back into the title picture. They're a team that many promoters want to sign to also meet the World Tag Team Champions. Just a couple of minutes left in wrestling time here on TBS. Anderson in, he got the tag. Scotty Steiner needs to make the tag, but Anderson, look at Anderson position himself between Scott and Rick Steiner. Wide base, tearing at the shoulder. Very sound tactically. They have very few technical flaws to Anderson and Eaton. The Steiner brothers with all their amateur wrestling skills with their tremendous power. Makes this an outstanding contest. It has been very, very competitive here. Let's go, Scotty. And Anderson ran right together. I think the back of Anderson's head cracked Scotty in the face. Both men are down. We've got about 60 seconds of wrestling time remaining on this broadcast. the tag. Scotty does have his brother. Rick Steiner in. Hammering away. The dog face gremlin nails Anderson. Who is the legal man? Nothing but fist and fire by Rick Steiner. He kept his beautiful body and fell in the valley suplexes him. Just over 30 seconds remaining. He got him with a bulldog. He got him with a bulldog. This should be in here. The beautiful Bobby pulls Rick off of his partner. We're just about out of time. Scotty has both arms hooked. Rick and Steiner are a beautiful body. Just about out. And there you hear the bell. This one is over. The television time has expired. A time limit draw between these two teams. Fans, don't forget Not the army tomorrow Not night at 7.30 and we'll see you tomorrow on the main event. So long, everybody. So, Arn, hell of an entertaining match, as always, with you and the Steiners. The problem here is is that there's no winner, right? It's a draw. You guys are still number one contenders. And here's something else, food for thought, as we're watching all this TV, all these TV matches with you and the Steiners. You know who you guys are wrestling on all the house shows? Doc and Gordy. So it's almost like we're wrestling Doc and Gordy on the house show loop, but we're wrestling the Steiners on television, and I can't make heads or tails of why they would make that decision. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> you uh, listen to this, and here we go. You're taking on Doc and Gordy on, as I said, all the house shows for the, N the WCW NWA Tag Team Championships and the semi-main events most night. Here you go. 
You're in Baltimore at the Baltimore Arena. You're Philadelphia at the Civic Center. You're at the Omni in Atlanta. And uh, by the way, Arn, I did want to mention this, despite the history of these cities, I mean, these are real big-time Jim Crockett historic wrestling cities. That Baltimore crowd draws 3,300. Philly draws 2,000. Omni's draw, you know, the, by the way, Omni once used to draw twelve to 15,000. They drew 1,600. Oh. You guys are loaded with talent, man. We talked about it. Lots of, lots of uh, you know, Hall of Famers. Anyway, why do you think that, first of all, two-fold question, you're fighting them, Terry and, and uh, Pronounce Pal, Terry and Dr. Death, through the house show loop while you wrestle the Steiners on TV, and... With all this talent, what's going on with the business at this point? Because you guys, th- this is considered a downtime. Uh, we have a saying in the business, you can make a bunch of excuses if you want to, but it's, the fact is they didn't want to see it. Mm. Whatever the card was, they did not want to see it. You can have stars in cold matches throughout the night, but personal issues draw money. Championship ah, matches draw money. Right. Just grouping guys with name value doesn't draw money. You have, have a couple of the X factors involved there. I love what you said there because it just, to me, it has to be more than they're now the number one contender. Great. Why do I want to see them fight each other, though? Yeah. Give me, uh, give me the why. I just, uh, if we're working all the house shows with those guys, I don't know why you wouldn't at least tease something on TV. Yeah, and 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 build a relevant um, backstory. Use Michael Hayes and do something with him against Terry Gordy, or do something an angle, make it juicy so that we all want to watch and buy our tickets. I'll be interested to see what happens when the match finally comes off. Well, here we go, and I'm going to button it up uh, here. Following all these house shows, Arn, with you and Bobby, Doc and Gordy lose the tag team titles to Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes on an episode of WCW Saturday Night that aired on October 3rd. So there was never a payoff? No. That's what I'm talking about, about the creative back then. It, it was just incredible, and we're going to talk more about it, too, next week uh, with, with Watts and, and kind of what's going on. But before we get out of here this week, Arm, we want to check in with your longtime friend, Ron Simmons. And Ron had been working the main event in all the house shows, taking on Rick Rude, Cactus Jack, and Steve Austin. But here we go. WCW decided to go away from all three of these Hall of Famers, and they now have them feuding with the Barbarian. And I'm not discounting or discrediting uh, barbarian whatsoever, but you have Cactus, yeah, ha- and as I said, Steve Austin and Rick Rude in the fold. Uh, but here we go. Barbarian becomes the number one contender for the world title, and uh, I know you hold him in high regard. But can you tell our audience what you thought of him getting this opportunity at the top of the card? Um, and because we're starting to build now towards Halloween Havoc. Did he rub a genie in a bottle and became the number one contender? It had to be. He rubbed something somewhere because Barb, Barb <laughs> who I love dearly and love his family, yeah. had less wins than I did. 
And now but he did more off the top rope than you did. <laughs> if, yeah, successfully, for sure. That's right. That's right. Uh, I don't know what would lead them to believe yeah. that that was going to fly there. If that was your main event in those those towns that we yeah. just mentioned, the the good towns, the cities, the yeah. Philly, there it went. There yeah. it is. It, it, that, you're starting to explain answer. why the numbers are the way they are. Yeah. People didn't yeah. want to see it. No, it's no disrespect to anybody. People just did not want it. It wasn't built. It was a cold match. Not when you have the guys in the bullpen that we just mentioned um, that could, he could have been, you know, taken on and have some some humdingers with. Uh, we have a couple fan questions, Arn, this week. And before we get out of here, first, Bobby KF5 GTX says, I ordered my first Arn T-shirt as part of my Father's Day gift from my wife and daughter. Can't wait to get it. I'll post a pic on Twitter. Bobby, thank you so much for supporting the show, man. We really do appreciate that, don't we, Arn? Hope you get some mileage out of it, buddy. A lot, lot of fans out there that, you know, it's like when I wear my, my uh, Georgia sweatshirt to the gym, even though, though I've been going to the same gym day in, day out, year after year, somebody else go, go dogs. So I hope you enjoy the shirt and thank you for your support, 100%. There you go. His uh, question is, what was the most attractive part, in your opinion, of tag team wrestling? Um, so is there... One thing that you can identify on for you that really just made you enjoy being a part of a tag team wrestling and doing tag team wrestling? When you watch guys that knew what they were doing <clears throat> and they would finally get a set of heat on one of those elusive baby faces that had been out wrestling them for however amount of time and you finally got them stopped and two people, or three if you had the right manager, became one person. And they just put a guy close to that corner, and just no matter what he did, he could not break that invisible line across the middle of the ring. And they cut the ring off, and they just beat a guy to... If you could get it right, you got a guy to the point where not only were they not sure he was going to make a tag... Sometimes it looked like he wouldn't make a tag. And then you had a heel team that knew what they were doing. Put a guy in danger, put him in jeopardy of not being able to make the tag. That's what I enjoyed about tag wrestling, working on a single theme once you got advantaged. He, uh, he's also curious about the pay working in tag team wrestling. He wants to know if the payouts were set up in Jim Crockett, WCW, and WWE. Was it a total amount already set up by the office that you each took home half? Or was there a different formula? Did those numbers ever cause you and your tag team partners any concern? Well, once you got established, you know, Tully and I made the same thing. And... Uh, the team you were working with, it depended on where the, what the plans were for them going forward, what they had done prior to that. If you were the team that they had put a rocket on, you know, sometimes you might be in the fourth or fifth match, but you would, they would pay you more than they would pay the guys you were working for or working with. So all kind of different variables. Uh, Dylan asked, was Arn paying attention or watching WWF during this period? And if so, what did he think of what they were doing in comparison? Left it behind, and it's still behind. 
said uh, so eloquently and straightforward. Terrell Lewis says, Arn, as someone who was a fan of the business prior to getting into it himself, was it hard for you to see Michael Hayes bounce around after the split of the original Freebirds? Let's be honest. Jimmy Garvin was a talented performer, but he was better with Precious. It, uh, nothing is, is ever going to top Freebirds. Just not. And it was just one of those special things that come along every so often. But as you lost Buddy and then you lost Terry, was, there's no... You know, Michael Hayes will always be known as being, you know, the mouthpiece of the Freebirds. But I don't think the Freebirds were ever the same, just like the first version of the Horsemen. Exactly. It'll never be what that was. It may be something good, something great. You know, from what I'm watching now on this deal, before I heard Barry and Dustin, you know, took the titles off of Doc and Gordy, you know, I'm sitting here going, well, that'd been a perfect time for Michael to walk over and screw me and Bobby mm-hmm. in a championship match. Would have made perfect sense. But that's more Monday morning quarterbacking. And, you know, I'm not sure Doc and Gordy, I think they were probably on a on a per-event deal. I'm not sure they signed a contract of any kind or certainly not a long-term one because they had too big a contract over in Japan. Yeah, that's right. You know, so who knows why they did what they did. It was behind closed doors, above my pay scale. Finally this week on Friend of the Show and Noted Shit Disturber, Ian Bag Jones, he said, did you do much traveling with Michael PSAs, and what kind of trouble did he get you and Bobby in? Did they, were you guys traveling together? Zero. No, zero he, travel. Everybody traveled with guys that had their like schedules and their same theories and they're same. some guys like to drive at night some like to wait till the next day some like to work out in the morning some like to work out in the evening uh, you try to, to travel with somebody that had your like interests and Michael had his own thing him and Jimmy you know they'd get up and go play golf in some towns which I thought was a little odd but hey, if, that's was what float, if, that's yeah. what, if that's what you enjoy to do hell yeah do it he then wraps it up and says, would you rather spend 30 days on the road with Michael Hayes or Elegante? Oh, now see, that's not even fair. I told you he was a shit disturber. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I'm going to have to study on that one. <laughs> you'll, you'll get back to us. I'll get back to you on that I one. love it. I love it. You can always count on Yambag. Arn, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Next week, we're doing October. A lot of our discussion is going to center around Halloween Havoc 1992. Buddy, this is Jake and Sting. They're spinning the wheel to make the deal. Uh, Big Van Vader defends Rick Rude's U.S. title against Nikita Koloff. You, Bobby, and Michael Hayes wrestle in a six-man and it's officially the beginning of the end for the Dangerous Alliance as Medusa kicks Paulie's head off. We got to watch that clip together with Medusa uh, a few weeks ago. 
So stay tuned. This and so much more next week, October 1992. Guys, listen, make sure you check out rnlinks.com for all things Enforcer. That's where you can find links to our social media pages, previous episodes. Also, the Horseman and Arn Anderson merch stores. Hey, I want to say thank you to so many that are buying T-shirts and uh, and all the merchandise, the Horseman jackets, the hats. Guys, check it out. Go to Box of Gimmicks or rnlinks.com. You're going to find all the links right there two box of gimmicks in the stores and uh man arn we just love what they're doing our fans to support the show don't we 100 percent, sure do guys and hey you get a a cool looking t-shirt in the process it's good stuff good quality there you go uh hey listen by the way if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men no better place than to advertise with us right here on the arn show arn someone who's advertised with us before hit me up in my dm said they're coming back they want to advertise with us again we love that listen uh you know it works we have a super targeted audience and very little waste so check it out go to advertise with arn Dot com, all one word, and find out now more how you can advertise with Arn and I here on the Arn Show, and we would be ah. extremely appreciative of that. I uh, also want to talk about ad-free shows, man. They just had their big weekend, Top Guy weekend in, in Huntsville, Alabama. The feedback is incredible. If you don't believe us, check out Twitter. It looks like everybody had an absolute blast. Not only that, but you can access all your favorite wrestling podcasts early and ad-free, uh, just starting at 9 bucks a month, and you can enjoy the first week free on us. That's right. So give it a, a free trial. Give it a, a week long to check it out, and I'm sure you'll become hooked. So check it out now, adfreeshows.com. Arn, thank you for doing this with me today, buddy. Great job, Paul, as usual. Always enjoy reliving my life with you. You're a good man. Oh, well, hey, you are as well, buddy. I look forward to it and uh, appreciate you so much. And I have so much fun with you. Let's do it again. How, what do you say? Let's do it next week? Let's do it. All right. On behalf of the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.